The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, scourged, and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, this is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and the great ones make their authority, authority over them felt, but it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's, you know, it's another you know, good early um, Lent gospel passage for us. Um, because it's, it serves to, uh, to clarify any number of things for us as we set out on the way. Um, and so we have Jesus here as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, right? Jesus going up to Jerusalem, what does it mean? It means that uh, he's, he's going to his death, right? He, he, knows what's, he knows what's happening. He's going to bring the whole thing uh, to a head. And, and as they go in this most important phase of their journey, um, here you have his closest associates getting it completely wrong. You know, it's like, okay, this is, uh, you know, the stuff of despairing thoughts. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, what on earth is going on here? Yeah, but he, of course, Jesus takes it in stride. I think there, were, uh, and we'll get to it, I think that um, it's interesting to have the, uh, the, the passage from Jeremiah given to us in, in the first reading, and it's a bit of a strange passage. We know that uh, Jeremiah, just like uh, many of the prophets, is given to the, the people, sent to the people at a time that they need, say, purification, and they need purification from idols. Uh, this is, you know this is one of my Lenten resolutions, right, is to talk about idolatry a lot. Okay, so this is, I just had to at least say it, but so Jeremiah is sent to, uh, sent to the people to, um, to purge them from idols. Uh, I mean, really, it, 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 always ends, it always ends, at least the expression of the thing, the expression of idolatry, often in the Old Testament, usually ends with the sacrifice of children. Yeah, this is, and we can say, oh, it's so horrible. It's so, it's, it's, it, that's the worst. That's the worst. Of course it's the worst, but the reality is that we do it as well, right? So we sacrifice our children to our idols in the sense that um, our children actually do tend to worship what we worship, but so if you want to know what you worship, just look at what your children worship. They'll give you a clearer, they'll give you a clearer view of, of what you worship. And they'll, because they'll do it with more consistency. They know what you value, you know, and then, they'll, and then they will value that as well. I know it's more complicated than that, okay, people? I'm preaching. Just give me some, <laughs> give me some space. 
Yeah, look, give me some space. Let me, let me you know, scourge you a little bit, okay? Because it's, it's Lent and all, and we want to have some, we want some, have some incisive thoughts and the opportunity to reflect, okay? So I'm giving that to you as an opportunity to reflect. But actually, the passage from, from Jeremiah is, is very interesting, right? Remember that I, this is, this is him speaking, yeah? Remember that I stood before you to, uh, to speak in their behalf, to turn away your wrath from them. Yeah, Jeremiah's going to get abused, but he's, he's there in order to bring about this occasion of God's mercy, okay? And I think that's good for us to think about as well, right? We're, we, ha- we have been, we are the people who have been won over by God's mercy, right? God, God has loved us so, and this is the beginning of Christian life for us. He loves us into life. Yeah, he summons us to faith, not only to participate in his, in his own life of love, but also to be vehicles or, or agents of, of his loving rule. And so we, so we go out also, you know, with that, with that proclamation. But we're not, we're not guaranteed much of anything as we go that way, except, except providence, right? And, and the goodness of God's love and, right, his plan for us. And then we, and then it's ours to, to take everything in stride, to not, to not get caught up in the, in the thickets, as it were. I mean, to not get you know, choked off by, uh, by worldly power here. Do you know, this is, um, this, is, this is significant, right, the gospel passage. Because, right, as, as they're going, yeah, the Son of Man will be handed over to chief priests. They don't, they don't understand this at all, right? As Jesus is saying to them, they think, we're going to go achieve the victory. So, we're, you know, they're, they're going to have us pinned back. We're going to be um, assaulted for three days. And then the Son of Man rising from that is, he, we, I'm going to achieve that great victory that you think I'm going to achieve. So we are, we are coming into our power, yeah? And, and of course, Jesus is saying things like that, but if, it's not what he's intending. He's going to suffer his death in order to defeat death. They think they're going to ride on in victory and, and have, the, have all the power for themselves. And then, you know, we get the, the mother thrown under the bus by the, by the sons of Zebedee, you know, as as happens, and, you know, you don't hear from her outside of that, you know, like here. So maybe she's just taking it in stride. I don't know. Maybe she's the one who's setting the gospel example, right, the mother. So if you want to, if, if, if all you mothers want to, want to have the, the mother of the sons of Zebedee as, as your guide and, and role model, whatever, it's like, okay, she got thrown, yeah, exactly. She was thrown under the bus really quickly, and then, and then she's, <laughs> the bus is rolled off. <laughs> she's still hanging out of the back. Okay, so you're in good company. Anyway, okay, so just keep, just keep going. Okay, so, um, but here, yeah, okay. What, what is the challenge here? You get it back, back down with the 12, right? That when the 10 heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers, right? How could they do that? How could they do this? Uh, don't they know that we're supposed to be setting the example of humility? Don't they know? That's not what's going on. That's not at all what's going on. They, they tried to jump to the front of the line. If you don't think this is ingrained in, in, uh, in who we are as human beings, then I encourage you to come with me tomorrow into the school and try to sort, sort out the kindergarten line with me. That's what I was doing this morning, okay? I was doing it this morning, okay? And they, they weren't competing over first. First was clear. It was second and third. It was, it was an intractable, you know, conflict. And I'm telling you, it was, I had to step in with all my authority. Do you know? Yeah, this is significant, right? I don't like to do it. I was like, okay, what is the most generous? I was doing the, kind of like the coaching thing. What's the most generous thing? And it was not happening. Do you know? It was not, it was just not happening, right? So it's in us. It's in us, okay? 
Um, and it, please, if you're a, if you're a uh, what is it, a, a terrorist negotiator or whatever, then please, uh, we, uh, John has some of that training, so we might need to put it to good use. But this, it's in us. It's in us, right? And and again, this is this is the stuff of idolatry. Money, power, pleasure, whatever. And we're gonna we, we put that first. And the t- and the challenge then is to put Jesus first. But remember that as we're putting Jesus first, and we're saying, okay, Jesus, you are leading the way, and I'm following you. We know we know the way. Yeah, we see, I mean we see it in front of us, all, with some frequency. We we follow a crucified Messiah. So if we think we're escaping that, we ha- we have other issues, right? We we've got there's something else going on. It's like we're we're just we're just giving Jesus lip service at that point to say, oh, I'll follow you, but if the going gets tough, I'm I'm really going to get out of here pretty quickly, right? I, I can't endure that. So we have and the trusting Jesus as He's leading the way, right? We're giving ourselves over to Him. Of course, when you know when you say, okay, I trust Jesus. How would, you, how would you know if you trust Jesus if you never have an opportunity to trust Jesus? Do you know what I mean? In this kind of intentional way, it's like, yeah, I trust Jesus. Everything's just going my way. What, I mean, how do we know? How do we know that you trust Jesus until he's leading and things are not going your way? Yeah, so we're, we're given this, this, again, this sacred time, right? We're, the penances that we take on, right? Prayer, fasting, almsgiving, these, these disciplines that, that we're giving ourselves to, they're all opportunities either to trust and follow Jesus or to have us be prepared to trust and follow Jesus because they subdue our, our own, say, willfulness. Yeah, that's what those kindergartens needed this morning. There's willfulness all around. You know, It's like, okay, what, do, what can we do to subdue that in order to be able to take direction from the one that we're following? And the beautiful thing is that as Jesus then goes to the cross, he says, right, he gives us the example of humility again. But just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. He's going to give his life as a ransom for James and John, who are otherwise intractably stuck in their own self-seeking or their own power games. He's going to give his life for them. So he's going to, even as we find ourselves kind of stuck in the mud on these things, we recognize that Jesus is going to give his life for us, to, to free us from whatever you know, particular brand of, of mud we're stuck in, but free us for the glory of God and for his service, which we give ourselves over to uh, whole and entire, as best as we can muster today.